a huge weekend in college football, so Big E, myself, and maybe Mr. Brown will talk a little bit about what that means for the rest of the season. But more importantly, we got the AL and NLCS grinding on as we get October baseball in full swing. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Boogie. And we are back and, you know, we got not Thursday Night Football in the background because we have the ALCS going on right now. And, you know, it's been a week since we last talked and just to kind of get us back up in our feelings here and whatnot. Uh, is it fair to say that we did not predict the NL very well, but the AL kind of turned out all right? So two things real quick. So. There's a trend brewing here when we do our show on Thursdays that we always watch everything but the Thursday night game. Yes, well, we've been fortunate for good college football, and let's be honest, the Thursday night NFL games have been right. dog shit, right? And secondly, our a- or our DS picks were just as bad as our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe We are consistent. So far. If anything, we're consistent. <laughs> Although Biggie has a chance to rise above 500 if he can get things right here, so we'll see how it goes. The ALCS, you know, we got the, the the Yankees and the Astros. That seemed to be kind of where we were heading anyway. But at least the Guardians of all teams made a hell of an interesting series with the Yanks. Yeah, I mean, I, we said last week, I mean, I said I feel like the Guardians was going to push the Yankees to the, to the limit, and they did. They went five games. Um, and then they had that controversial rain out in New York the night before. <laughs> well, why was it controversial? Uh, you know why. It didn't rain. How, does it, how do you get a rain out when it doesn't rain? Uh, hey, what night of the week did they have the rain out? The night the hotels were booked. And the night of Monday Night Football that no one... The NFL controls all this shit, yes, do they yes. not? They're the ones pulling... Uh, Roger Goodell's a puppet master. So, to me, though, how... Oh, and I'll say this, too. Robert Fick, who's in the baseball group, former Tiger, um, hit the last home run in Tiger Stadium, put a comment in the group that says... because. Everyone knew that MLB wanted the Yankees to move on to the ALCS. And he put a comment out there for Game 5 after the delay. The next day he says, breaking news from MLB, the Yankees are going to start with a five-run lead and all hitters start with a 3-0 count, <laughs> announced per MLB. And it's about the way I feel. Y- about y'all were bitching yeah. about the damn ghost runner in the extra innings. Now look what you get. You get the Yankees with five-run leads to start. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's you're not wrong about most of that, but – Man, like, from what I read, like, the Guardians wanted to play the game. Like, they were saying they wanted to play the game. And the Yankees, though, nope, not having it. Well, and then to me, I love Tito to death. Great manager. Um, Perfect manager for that team. The youngest team in baseball. That that presence in the dugout with Tito. But to me, once that game got rained out – you have to go with Shane Bieber. You had him on three and days game. rest at that point. I know, but even even if you he could only win three or four innings, right? That, that's what I'm saying. It, it's win or go home, right? Originally, when they were going to play Monday, Bieber said, I'm willing to go, and Tito said, no, nah, I won't do it. I'm not throwing you on two days. Well, now he had the third day, like you're saying. Let him start the game, give you two, three innings. Well, and the thing was, the starter they threw out there, ZR8 versus the Yankees this year, was around 10. Ten and game five, Ten. win or go home. You go with that. To me, if you're not pitching Bieber, you've got to go with a bullpen game and opener. This makes sense in this game because if you set the tone the first two innings and then you get like a lead on the Yankees instead of falling behind, you can hang on and win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first three innings of that game, 
are a very important game five on the road. You can't get out in a deficit like they did. And uh, I agree with you. If you're not going to throw Beaver and the starter you put out there has been rocked, this isn't game one, game two. This is do or die. And the, the starter was out within the first or second inning. So you're telling me if Beaver couldn't have went three innings? Yeah. Uh, I mean, more than likely. So, all right. So the Yankees moved on like we all know the, the master plan was designed for. Just real quick on the Guardians, like how do you feel about their future? Like they're clearly ahead of expectations. Now is this is this a young group that they can build off of? Is this something you see long-term success with or is this just a, a fluke year? I feel like if they would add some uh, veterans to the group to mix in, add a little bit of payroll there, um, they could definitely because the, the Central is so weak. It is. Um, the White Sox probably talent-wise are the best team on paper. And then the Twins have shown they're at least willing to take on contracts. <laughs> so I think that they could they could be a team to at least contend for a wild card. Well, and they, but they need some veterans to they, go with. They spent money on their star, you know, yeah. when they were blowing everything up and they've been offloading these pieces, but then uh, they, they spent some money at the beginning of the season. So I was getting like really mixed signals with them. Uh, from the other team in Ohio I root for where they just blew everything up and didn't care about signing nothing. Uh, and then yet the Guardians somehow find a way. And uh, Cleveland fans need to be excited for their future because they're the youngest team in baseball. There you go. Their owner's not coming out saying, what are you going to do? All right, so yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> Sell the team, Bob. All right, so uh, the, the NL. The, well, we got to touch on Big East team just to add salt to the wound for a second. You really want to do that yes. to him? So we I talk, was going to let it go, Biggie, no. just so you know. We talked Appreciate on it earlier, that. but the point is when, when you go up in game one against Verlander and you you set the tone and you let him off the hook. Let him off the hook. That, to me, is when that series was over, and I said that last week. Yeah, and we were talking about this before you got here, Biggie, that you know Verlander, I watched him last night in, in game one, and I, I'm – He's just so enjoyable to watch. He is. And he is a big game pitcher, and he is the best pitcher of this generation by far. I don't think there's anybody that really holds a candle to him. And then, like what he's saying, you had him on the ropes. Like, you busted him up. If you don't win that game, you don't win the series, and that's what happened. Well, you take game one, and then they had an off day the next day, and then you come back and play the next game with Castillo on the mound. That's what And Castillo dealt. I was texting Greg that that day. So that right there, you take game one. And all of a sudden, you got a chance to take two in Houston, and you just step on their throat. It but sucks for you, man. I'm sorry. It does. I'll, I'll say this about the end of the season. I had to do a fundraiser deal Saturday, going to a concert. That game started when I was leaving my house to drive, you know, 20 minutes to where I needed to be. And it ended when I got home after the concert was over. And I had to be there like three hours before it started. So you had a lot of good phone watching, is that what you're saying? How'd your battery hold up? Uh, service in there wasn't great, and we were a super slam. So uh, I had my son texting me, and it was 004th inning, 008th inning, uh, 0014th inning. I mean, if you want to, uh, if you want the silver lining, the Mariners are a great team. Their future is bright. Yeah. Um, I just hate it that you're in the Astros division, six straight LCS appearances. They're borderline a, a, a dynasty. dynasty right now. But I mean, if he was in the AL Central, he'd probably win the division. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably win 100 games. <laughs> The uh, Astros ain't going away neither. Dude, we were doing that trivia that we'll have the video up where we're doing like the best home run hitters in in postseason history. And when you talk about careers, like the Astros had three of the top ten, and they're all from guys that have been on the team here in the last couple years. Yeah, since like like 2016. Like it's it's insane. That's how good that Astros team has been. And, uh, you know, that cheating scandal's behind them. So uh, either way, uh, like I said, we were going to talk a little bit about the National League because – 
Man, if, if you had money at the beginning of the year to say it was going to be the Padres just on their own merit in, in, the, uh, in the CS and then to be playing against the Phillies. The Phillies. Like, the Phillies weren't even the second play. I mean, they were the afterthought in their the division. The Phillies were the sixth seed. And they know. And this is why this is why uh, some Potters people, are the fifth, right? This is why some people are really big proponents for the wild card expansion and why some people absolutely hate it. But you know what? I think this is gonna be a great series. But Biggie, please tell me you had the parlay for both those teams in the NLCS and you booked that back in March. Uh, only the Padres, because I love all things San Diego, like the Chargers, who should still be there. I'll say this. I remember before the season started, Dave Roberts was on Dan Patrick, and I was listening to it. And most guys kind of hee-haw around about how their team's going to do. And Dan asks him, and he just comes out and said, we will win the World Series in 2022. I what are you supposed it. to say? I know that's what you're supposed to say. But then they go 111 wins, great run differential, and then they lose 3-1. to one. Mm. Well, the um – the, the fact that they're both there, I think, can be good for baseball. I know people were upset that you're not with the Dodgers in there. But let's be honest, the Dodgers don't ever make it to the World Series out of all the – like, what, once in ten years is how they do it? Dude, that crowd in San Diego was nuts for those first two games. And, and I, you got to like uh, the, the divisional matchups uh, were div- interdivisional squads. You yes. know what I mean? You got the Braves against the Phillies, the Dodgers against the Padres. Like, that's awesome because these teams are all familiar with each other. So, I think but it brings – Great that, stories. We've seen that before, like where the team coming in is the wild card, the four or five. This has happened for 15 years. They're hot. They come in. It's not just because they're, they're fighting for it. Right, right. Yeah. I, it's all about the, the the mode you're in. It's just like when you talk about football, like you get in the playoffs if somebody's got to buy, like the Braves did this year. Sometimes they're a little shaky because it throws you off your routine. You're not playing every day anymore, and now you had a chance to take a break and yeah, you cooled yep. off. And so sometimes maybe you'll see where teams will tank at the end so they don't get that bye. It's like, ah, we need to stay fresh. It's like the old NFL thing when they'd have the bye week for the wild card round. They'd start off slow. What's better, rust or rest? Or yes. what do you have, rust or rest? So let me touch on the, the uh, Eagles, the Phillies and the Braves <laughs> series because the Braves own the uh, Phillies during the regular season, and I, they, they matched up so many times. And then – we had the five-day layoff, the Braves did, and then Max Freed comes out, worst start of the year. Yep. Um, so then once they took that game in Atlanta, I knew we was in trouble because once we went back to Philly, well, looking on paper, the Braves were the better offensive team. They're the better uh, defensive team. Their bullpen was better. Um, the only thing Philly had that would match up was starting pitching. But they came in, they were hot, their crowd was relentless. Ozuna was coming to bat. They were chanting, D-U-I, D-U-I. <laughs> like they were Philly doing Philly things. I, the crowd was phenomenal, and I hated to see it, but I knew as soon as they lost that game in Philly, the first one, like 9-1 to one or whatever, the Braves were cooked. I knew it. I, yeah. Go ahead, Biggs. Well, I agree with you there. It's kind of how it started. You expected it to go a complete different way. Uh, the, that, that crowd in Philly – is nuts. What's the first time that the Phillies have been in the playoffs in like 10 years? 11 right? years. Yeah. So I feel like, remember the Bryce Harper thing where he came to Philadelphia and he said, I'm going to bring a championship to, to Washington. Washington. And then Washington wins one? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is like his chance to get back 
finally get to a World Series because all those years with the Nationals, they'd make the playoffs and they'd lose right away. But he's balling out this postseason. And he's only 30 years old. It feels like he's been around forever. This is his I'm the same age as Aaron Judge. Yep. Make mm. that make sense. Do that on. I, you know, and I know we can look at like the Braves and the and the Padres and I, and their payroll and whatnot. And the Phillies spent a little bit too. But when it comes to playoffs in in Major League Baseball, man, that payroll don't mean shit no more. It, it just happened as long as you have a good team and they're just clicking at the right time. That's the most deadly thing you can have, and that's what you're seeing out of the teams that are there right now. The Astros have played wire to wire well all year. They're right where they need to be. Uh, the fact they didn't have the buy um, helped them probably. I think they're going to beat the Yankees. You look at the Padres; they don't have Tatis. You know, they're not at full strength. Yes, they're spending all that money. They made the trade for Soto and everything, but they're just they're playing well. Once they got the Dodgers out of their way, like they they feel like a team of destiny almost. And then the Phillies again, the exercise of the division. Demon. As long as you're playing well at the right time, that's all that matters. Yeah. Just make the dance, make the playoffs. It's like March Madness, baby. Everybody's got a Cinderella spotlight for it for a chance. But talk about the Dodgers. I and mean, this is prop this is we're talking about a historical team this year. Like win-wise. 111 wins. Right. Probably isn't that the most since that Seattle Mariner for yep. 114? 116. Yeah. 116. So this is a historical team we're talking about. And they only got better since last year. And they completely dominated the Padres. I believe they won every single series this year during the regular season they against the Padres. They beat them 14 out of 19. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that the Dodgers did not win this series blows my mind. Um, just think about this. All three 100-win teams in the National League are out. You think Clayton <laughs> Kershaw wishes they'd have let him finish that almost perfect game in Minnesota now? <laughs> He probably wishes a lot of things, uh, but uh, it doesn't matter because they're not in this playoffs no more. So, who you guys like, Phillies or uh, Padres? Ah, uh, uh, you know, it's two games in. The Phillies did what you're supposed to. They won one on the road. Um, they, you had the two different games, though, right? You had the the, the quiet pitchers two duel, zero, yeah. yeah, and it, which I think you just had the the home run or two home runs in that game, and then two you had solos. then you had the. Um, the offensive explosion where you saw all the Padres hitters making contact. And if that happens, I don't think the Padres can be beat. I, dude, it's a toss-up. I think the damn thing goes seven games. And I, I'm going to give it to the Padres just because I think it'll end with them at home and that's how it'll go. But I, I, I wouldn't put money on it to save my life. Before the series started, I picked Philly with a slight edge just because of starting pitching. Um, I got to stay with Philly as my pick to win the series in seven, but I, I really want the Padres to go to the World Series. So I hope I'm wrong, but I've got to pick Philly if I got to bet on somebody. You know, we talk about cities that don't have championships. What's the last championship the city of San Diego got? Uh, 1967. I think Jackie Moon played for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's that's where we're at. So uh, I'm with you on rooting for the Padres. Uh, flip it over to the other side. Or who do you got, Biggie? Uh, I like – I am rooting for the Padres. Who's, I think the Phillies win the series. Okay. So, I, and again, I can't be mad about that even if I feel like the Padres are – it could go either way. It's very close. Right. Uh, do you think it will go seven as well? Six. Six. All right. I right, flip it over to the AL side. So, we know uh, the Astros are up 1-0 uh, this game right now. It's fifth inning, 3-2 Houston. Uh, I, I think Houston in like five or maybe six. Like I, I, I think Houston walks away with this one fairly easy. I'm going Houston in five. Yankees would be lucky if it goes six. 
Yeah, I'd say Houston and five as well. The Yankees, <laughs> so we're to pretty me, much in just, agreement here. Like they're here by default. It feels like they're here just because they're they're the last hundred win team that you don't feel good about. They're just here because of the good regular season, but their their matchup for a playoff series. Like, look, the Guardians shouldn't have been here, and they gave the Yankees all they wanted right, and yeah. more. So the Yankees maybe maybe that lit a fire under their ass and they'll play better. But, but I think the Astros are just that too well oiled of a machine to, to blink here. Let's stop the nonsense about the trash cans because that was year, four four years ago now. I, are people five still, years ago, twenty seventeen. I mean, you're, you're in the baseball group running that thing yeah. like a madman. Are people still talking about the trash oh, cans? They like try. Crazy? They try to every time we bring up the Astros, it's about trash cans, and I'm like, most of these players weren't even on that team, and for that matter. They've been in six straight ALCSs. They're a dynasty now. I mean, they're a damn good team. And now you got Dusty Baker running the show. If he wins this chip here this year, he's cementing his place at Cooperstown. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, I hope the Lizard does it, man. Dusty Baker's been a hell of a coach. And he, he's he looks- taken five different pl- uh, teams to the playoffs. Uh, that's that's remarkable. Uh, and, and honestly, like winning percentage aside and all that stuff, that's that's really what you should be looking at for these skippers, right? If they're on multiple teams like that, like that, that's got to be the feather in the cap. Yeah, to me, winning percentage is way overrated for MLB manager. Because all you got to do is have two or three years you're rebuilding where you win 67 games. Yeah. How many times did you make the playoffs? What did you do when you got there? I mean, uh, <sighs> That's why uh, – Not to look. mention taking over a situation like this. Like, for everything you said about how talented the Astros are, you still got to have somebody navigate that after yep. – you, you essentially just had to wear that, you know, mark of shame and you had to retool your, your management uh, because you, you couldn't have the same guy no more. Uh, and, and Dusty Baker, of all guys, is the one that's just like, yeah, I'm up for the job. No shit. He, he knew he could come in and do a hell of a job. and he's Same demeanor it. all the time. Yep. There was really only two guys you could have hired for that job that would have done that. That's him or Buck Showalter. Right. And uh, they they made the right choice, it seems. So, uh, all right, let's enjoy the rest of this game and uh, just uh, boo Yankees. Is that fair? Can we just boo Yankees? Absolutely. the Yankees. So, last week, one of the things that we talked about was how good the slate of college football games looked like coming into the weekend. And, you know – one game alone made it where that statement did not disappoint. So we had all these marquee matchups, and the playoff scenario has greatly been adjusted after this past week. Uh, do we just want to start with Alabama going into Tennessee? Is Tennessee a legit contender for the national title this year? At this point, it looks like it. They went on a last-second field goal. Heupel's got the offense running on all cylinders. They tore the goalpost down, threw them in the river. Threw them in the damn river. First time and who's paying for the new ones? They're doing a group me. Okay. Go fund me. Go fund me. I think they'll if they're beating Alabama, they're they're going to come up with plenty of money from them boosters. I, I figured it was like blue chip boosters. It might, might be somebody's <laughs> getting a new tractor. Happy. The uh, you know the the fact that Alabama uh, seems more vulnerable here lately. We were talking earlier with all this NIL stuff going on. They just don't have the same depth. So if they yep. miss if they're missing a player here or there. They're just not operating at top speed, and you know they're they're not they're not with ten NFL offensive linemen anymore. They might have eight well, or seven, but you know it's not quite the same. The other thing too, I've noticed this year watching Alabama, I've seen three of their games. Two of them, 
Uh, they lost this one. They almost lost Texas. They are more penalized this year than in other years I can remember. And Saban seems like he's busting more blood vessels in his eye sockets yes. over that because he does not respond well to the penalties at all. Uh, but uh, Tennessee still has to play Georgia this year. Yep. Uh, so that becomes like a marquee game all of a well, sudden. Well, that's almost a uh, back-against-the-wall do-or-die game because whoever loses that can't make it to the SEC title game and therefore can't make the playoff. Well, maybe. I mean, it just depends well, on it what happens. work out that they get it. They work their way back through so, their side. So we anticipate Alabama making it there. And if it's Alabama and let's say they beat Georgia, both of them get in. Yep. If they beat Tennessee and Tennessee's not, then both of them probably get in. So now, here's the interesting interesting thing about Alabama on their side is Ole Miss is in a top ten. They're undefeated. Uh LSU is a better football team. That's still a tough game to come. Auburn's, Auburn's not that good this year. No, but you never can discount solid. that game. This, they have a bunch of good opponents to play before they could even get back. All right, so my question is, though, do you think the SEC produces two teams or one team? I'm going to say they do uh, one team this Just year. one? Because I think they beat each other too much at the end. To so get the, the gap is closing. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, the, the haves versus the have-nots is not as, as yeah. uh, wide of a, a gap as we've had in the previous years. So, I think what's going to happen is Clemson's going to end up running the table in the ACC, and they're going to get back in. You think Clemson will? Because, like, Clemson, nobody loves Clemson. No, everybody and, hates them, and, but, and, but I think not going to is weak. They're not going to lose. Yeah. They're going to run the table. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten. It, it's going to come down to the showdown between Michigan and Ohio State, right? Yep. Dude, do you not feel like Michigan just wipes the floor with them this year? I do because I, Penn State was a pretty good team, which should have been a better game than they were it was throwing last peanut week. butter and jelly sandwiches at them. What the hell is that about? I'm not sure. Don't. <laughs> that's the second year in a row. There's a scuffle at halftime with Michigan. The Michigan comes out and waxes that ass in the second half. Remember the old it's peanut butter jelly time. I, that's that's <laughs> what it was. That's yep. what they were saying. 41-17. It was closer than that, but I, I feel like what you just said is true. Michigan is getting better as the year goes on. They yep. finally figured out who the quarterback's going to be. And I told you earlier, I said not to say that I hate somebody or a team, but I don't want to see Ohio State in there again. <laughs> you don't think they're going to be there. You think they're they're a little thin, they're a little weak. Yeah, they're, they're not as dominant as they, they have been. Uh, and, and when I look at Michigan, they they are sound in all facets of the game, and, and I think they're they're a legit. They're better than they were last year. And last year they made the playoffs. I think if they play Georgia again, it doesn't look as ugly as it did uh, last year. Obviously, gotcha. Um, all right, so then uh, your 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 darlings out west. Let's talk about them. I got one other game right. for you before we get to that. TCU Oklahoma State. I was gonna save that one for last, but we can okay. go there. All right, so Big Twelve. Uh, TCU Oklahoma State. Uh, I thought. Oklahoma State would win that game. Dude, they were up uh, 17 points. Yep. And TCU uh, came back, beat them in overtime. Yeah. So, like, is I, T- are they for real? I, I mean, I guess they must be if they're to this point, they're undefeated. I had Oklahoma State winning the Big 12 this year. I thought they were dude, much, that I, much better than everybody I, else. I can't believe I'm about to say this and you can tell me I'm crazy, but I feel like Texas is the best team in the conference. I think they just had the. I think they had the injury with the quarterback early. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they've kind of righted the things that were dealing. Like, the, look, do they beat Alabama if their quarterback doesn't get hurt? 
Yes, I think they do because Quinn Ewers are playing really good in the first quarter before he went down. But they played Iowa State last week and only won by three points. Iowa State's not that good. I, I know, but I, I, and again, I don't think the Big Twelve is uh, in this. I think they're a little better in the ACC, but they're clearly a step behind the other conferences yes. at the top. Oklahoma's been just dreadful. Uh, they might be the worst team in the conference, although they did beat Kansas, but Kansas uh, hasn't had their star quarterback the yep. past two weeks. But anyway, uh, TCU, any chance they do enough to, to make the dance? No, not no. happening. No, nobody in the Big 12. The only way the Big 12 has a team come out is if TCU goes undefeated, they have a chance, which I don't see happening. I thought Oklahoma State was actually going to make it this year. Yeah. I thought they'd come out undefeated through the Big 12. Gundy would take him to the playoff, but that's not him. Mike Gundy has got to be the best good coach that's not great. Yeah, like he just—he's that best tier, never to do anything more he's than just the face of the Hall of Good. Yes, he is the Hall of Good. All right, so I, I said we were going to go out west. Wanted to talk about the team you have a love affair with because you think they will be the next great dynasty under oh, the yeah. NIL deals and uh, their new coach and their new quarterback. But USC. They took that L, man. They went out to Utah, tough place to play. Probably should have won. You might say there was some shenanigans there at the end, but they uh, they took the L. Uh, are they done, or do they have a chance to rally for this uh, playoff? Nah, with with the name brand that they have and the fact that they lost to Utah, who was preseason number seven and was expected to compete or win the uh, Pac-12, they'll have a chance to get all the way back to the Pac-12 title game, and it'll figure – who falls out at the end of the season from the SEC? Does we Do we only end up getting one team? Then USC can come back in. But if we're getting two teams from the SEC, then they're going to get So it's out. Michigan, SEC winner, and then fill in the blank with USC or the other SEC winner. It's Michigan, Clemson. Clemson. And okay. then we get two SEC or one. Or, or one SEC and one USC. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'll follow you. I think I'm on the same page. All right, any, any exciting matchups this weekend? We got any earth-shattering uh, games that uh, have the potential to reshape this conversation next week? So, just because this hasn't happened since the time that I was living in upstate New York in the early 90s. Uh, is this another Syracuse? Number 14 Syracuse. No, wait, 6-0 plays number 5 Clemson uh, at Clemson noon Saturday. So, What's Clemson. The, do you have a spread on that, by the way, if you're looking 13 at 13 and a half point favorite. For Clemson. Yeah. Okay. So, number five, undefeated at home against number 14. There are two touchdown what, favorites. What's the uh, name of the coach for Syracuse? I can't remember. You remember? Uh, no. He's been there for a few years, but he kind of yeah. took a splash on the scene because they had that big win against uh, Clemson, Clemson. Uh, yeah. a few years back. So, is there any magic left? Uh, does he want to be the coach for Syracuse, or does he want to be the coach for a better school? He wins this game, and you'll go somewhere else. Yes, this is stepping stone for him, but Clemson wins a game. I don't know if they cover two-touchdown favor, but that tells you what Vegas thinks of an undefeated Syracuse team. Mm, all right, well, that, that's a, a good recap to get you up to speed. You got anything else that we should no, be paying attention to this weekend? two tidbits. Watch these two games this weekend. Undefeated, Chip Kelly has UCLA rocking. They're 6-0. and Undefeated. Yes. And with 8,000 people showing up to watch their games. They're number nine in the country. UCLA, USC, to me, determines who comes out of the back 12 as far as They play as this could. weekend? No, they will oh. at the end of the year. That's what uh, I thought. I, you're confused. But you got you got them in the same city. Only, only people want to watch is USC. They don't want to watch UCLA. Right. But they're right. undefeated. Chip Kelly's got it going. They play Oregon, 5-1, and one, number 10 versus number nine. Look at us talking Top about the Pac-12 here. And uh, – your Texas boys, they play Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State this week. We'll so find we'll find out, out, out if I'm right or not. All right. If they win, then I, I can actually yes. say I was right. If not, then I'll be like, I was stupid. Texas is still not back. Fair enough. Fair. Fair.
All right, it's Thursday night, so you know what that means. We're doing our Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, and honestly, they've been made of putty and rubber here lately. I haven't been so Stone Cold and lead-like because... Big, you're the closest one being over 500, so hopefully that'll happen by the time we come back next week to do the show. And normally, we're watching Thursday night football, and we're not because it's the uh, you know ALCS, and we're enjoying the Astros and the Yankees right now because that's a tight game. So I get a text message a second ago. Andy Dalton apparently has four touchdowns. The Red Rifle. Yeah, but uh, under further review, it's 28-14, to 14 and the Saints only have 14, so I'm assuming he might have two pick sixes along with his two touchdowns. Hey, that's still four touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> it's, I don't think that's how fantasy works. Not that uh, anybody if – you, if you had to play Andy Dalton for your fantasy team, I'm sorry. It's that's, already over. I hope you're not in a money league. That's uh, it's not good for anybody. So uh, with the quarterbacks you've been throwing out, I'm surprised you ain't starting. Hey, I got my eye on him. I got him starred. You know, you never know. <laughs> it's I'd take him over Taysom Hill, but uh, either way, uh, let's uh, get everybody caught up. Uh, we did our power rankings this week. We all had the same top three except for you, Biggie. You still had the Chiefs at number two, despite the loss, ahead of the Eagles. I do my power rankings. I look where the teams that they're against, if they played them, would they beat them? But I think if they played the Eagles, Vegas would have them as a seven or a seven and a half point favorite. And I'm, I think they'd cover it. I'm I don't nor- know if it's that much. I'm normally, yeah, seven and a half's not fair. Uh, I'll go six and a half. Wow. I think at home? I think you're crazy. At home? Yeah. No. I, it's going to be nothing like it was this week where they were at home and a three point dog to the best team in the league, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> They're, uh, I think they're a pick I think if they play in Philly, Philly's favored. I think if they play in Kansas City, the Chiefs are favored. And that's why I had the Eagles ahead because they, they got the better record. I, I think the Eagles are better than we ever thought they would be. Like, man, like the, the da- Dallas are- came in hot and they killed the Cooper Rush train. Yeah. They put that shit to bed. The Eagles play, they do what they do really well. They don't play they do. outside of what their capabilities are. They don't try and throw it all over the field on you. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. They're going to run. They're going to run. They're going to run a little bit more. And uh, they're solid on both sides of the ball. They play good defense. Did you see their stats about their second quarter this year? Or they've just annihilated Like teams. They've scored like 200 points in the second quarter this year. You know year. the thing that I don't like about the Eagles, and this is part of them playing not to beat themselves, is that they'll get up. They'll score 24 in the first half and finish the game with 24. They, they, they do. But but that being said, they get up on everybody. They do. Everybody. And then they just run it and they run the clock out and they beat you. Now, the NFC least is what we called it for years. Now has uh, three of the best teams in the NFC, or at least record-wise. Record-wise. Uh, how, Mr. Brown, how do you feel about the Eagles? You had them ahead of the Chiefs. Is it close? Do you feel like it's, it's clearly or, I mean, what? I think it's it, it's a toss up for me, but I have the Eagles there until until they lose at this point. Yeah, and some people are still mad that we don't have the Eagles number one overall because they are undefeated. But that's not how any of this works. No, I, I, I feel like the Chiefs too. I mean, they've been inconsistent on offense. Um, losing Tyreek is a big blow, and Mahomes is trying to do what he can, but his receiving core now is not it's up to par. At like least it's not been. the Packers. Right. <laughs> I will say in that game on Sunday, I saw Mahomes make a couple throws. It just blew me away. The one in the end zone where he's scrambling and kind of throws it up for grabs, typically that's a touchdown. It was an interception. And then the one at the end of the game that sealed it where he threw it to where when they show the replay, it's like, how didn't he see this guy? Well, typically he sees he's got eyes in the back of his head. I was surprised he didn't play very well on I, I think I'm just 
butthurt about his decision-making, given that he's my fantasy quarterback, mm-hmm. and knowing that if he had showed up a little bit better this week Just against the Bills, bit, a little bit. like I would have won this week. So this that one lack of t- – that one touchdown I needed, and I didn't get it. So mm-hmm. I have three games from last week that stood out to me as – Bull. I did not see that coming. Uh, Is one of them the Jets beating the Packers? Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with the Packers? I picked them, by the way. You did. That's second time this year you picked the Jets. Uh, I think I also picked the Jets with you. I, it's, it rubbed off on me somehow. The Jets just, like, stomped that ass in Lambeau. I love it. I mean, what what is wrong with them? I don't know. We keep, like, looking at the Packers and we're like – you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. They'll figure it out. They're not going to. Last Speak week for yourself. The, I've been saying they're dog shit for three weeks yeah, now. You, you've been we correct. Give them, it's like them and the Bucks because they have Brady and Rodgers. I, we give them I, the I feel like the, the Bucks have you know, a better chance to bounce back because they have better overall talent, but my, they just got to get healthy. Yeah. The Packers don't know what they're doing. You got Dylan and Jones. You should just ride them into the ground until your it's, receivers It's like they don't even use them, though. No. No. Like, like, why are you not putting them in the game plan? To me, it's just poor coaching. Yeah, very we, disappointing. We got to get Alan Lazar. Is working. That's why Randall Cobb went down. They're doomed now. Oh, like no. you could literally put <laughs> Dylan in the backfield and Jones at the same time, and let Jones come out of the backfield and catch passes, and mm-hmm. just give them different looks. Play him in the backfield. Play him in the slot. Jones yeah. can do it all. Man, it's crazy it, to me. It's not a pretty day when you lose to the Jets. I don't yeah. care that they are like, celebrating their their best start in franchise history. It seems like. And uh, how do you sign him to that long term deal and not even use him? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. Why spend your money there? Yeah. So, uh, what's the other two games? Oh, this one blew me away. Uh, Niners Falcons. Niners we love the Falcons. So we talked about how the Falcons are a dangerous team because of the cover, but we all picked the Niners across the board, yeah. and man, that one blew up big time. And, and and of course, now the Niners get the Chiefs coming. I don't even want to pick that game. Uh, but well, you know what sucks about this game and that pick later is that we we pick on Thursday instead of Sunday. The Niners have 11 guys, starters, on the injured list. Every year, it seems like this is their thing. So they Half of them may play Sunday or may not. So, um, so that uh, one blew the, me away, even though we like them as our, our big-time cover. And then the other one uh, that stood out to me, because I haven't given them any credit, and if you look at the numbers, you shouldn't give them any credit, is the Giants beating the Ravens. The Ravens were up 20-10 to 10 in that game. Lone they Wolf. came back. Score two tutties to take the lead, and then they uh, had a strip sack on uh, Lamar to end the game. So, are the Giants for real? Are they a playoff team? No, I don't think so either. I, I think like, they're scrappy. You know, who I think the Giants are. They are the Minnesota Vikings of about twenty years ago, who started the <laughs> season six and zero and finished nine and seven and missed the playoffs. That sounds probably pretty accurate there. Uh, I, but you know what? They're they're doing their thing, and and you know what's amazing is everybody's always looking for that next rock star quarterback or whatever. And we talked about like that going on with Dallas and Cooper Rush and why they were winning. The Giants are winning because they're playing within the talent they have. They're not trying to be somebody they're not. They're playing conservatively. They're trying to get Saquon involved, who's been banged up a little bit. And Daniel Jones actually is playing well within himself. He's not going to throw over 300 yards, but he's not going to throw the game away either, it seems no. like. So. Yeah, he's playing really well. I, I like what they're doing. They're doing kind of the same thing that uh, the Eagles are doing. They're just playing within their capabilities, right. and it's winning. They don't beat themselves. Uh, that's that's correct. And and at the end of the day, that's what you want to be. It's not sexy. It's not what gets people excited, but it's what counts. 
Before we move on, there's one other one on here. Now, I took the Bucks to cover last week. I thought they'd have a nice bounce back week. Brady goes to a wedding, skips a walkthrough. Then the whole highlight is of him yelling Whose wedding did line. he go to? Uh, Bobby Kraft. Yeah, but he married someone talk, closer to his own age this time. Yeah, I think the person was younger than Brady, though. Only by like four years. Yeah, only about four years. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about Mr. Kraft here in a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, they, they, Brady's taking all the headlines for the way he's berated his offensive linemen and things like that. And everybody's chimed in this week on all your uh, first take and sh- whatever shows you want to talk about. If anyone's earned the the right to be that way, it's him because he's always been all in. He's been the hardest working guy on every team he's ever been on since he's been in a league until this year. Yep. He should have retired, missing part of training camp. The uh, he would have never went to no matter who was getting married on a Friday night. Missed the team walk through the next day, and yep. I get it. He knows what's going on. It's such a bad. Everybody opera. else needs it though, uh, and you know he probably wouldn't be going through a divorce eventually if he uh, would have retired. Let's yeah. just say that. Uh, I did hear uh, Jason Kelsey, him and his brother have a podcast, and Jason was like, uh, you know if. If you would have done that to me, I would have threw his ass in a trash can. Blah, blah, he was saying all this stuff. And then, like, he came out after and he was like, I mean, I wouldn't do that to Tom Brady, but, you know, just in general, a the quarterback. Different quarterback. And then, like, Roethlisberger came out and he was talking about Brady. And, like, that's a lazy look and you shouldn't be lazy. And, and then people were like, hold up, man. <laughs> like, you're, you've been the laziest fat slob for the past 10, 15 years. Like, this thing is so bad that one of our guys' intros, Beaver's intro, was fat Roethlisberger yes. eating cheeseburgers. Yes, and drinking a cold one. That's, that's uh, Roethlisberger's training regimen. <laughs> I saw that meme in real life just now. It's fantastic. It's a fat kid on a pool if you haven't seen it. But uh, that being said, uh, I think we're ready to – can we hit the music? Oh, we always love that sound. And it is time for the Week 7 NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. To remind those keeping score at home, Biggie is our clubhouse leader at three games below 500, 44, 47, and 3. Uh, then, honestly, me, Mr. Brown, and Turbo, who's not with us tonight, we're all in that 37, 38, 39 win area, and we're trying to just get right. So hopefully we can do it tonight. Tonight uh, we have the Cardinals winning the Thursday night game across the board. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, so it looks good yep. so far. So we're, we're uh, definitely excited about Dalton's uh, four touchdowns, even if they're to the wrong team. So uh, that's, that's a good start. Tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> We gotta get on track. I love this. Your, is, this is uh, I love your singing guys. voice. That was great. Uh, it's the only <laughs> voice like oh. The uh, the first game on the docket, we'll go with my Bengals uh, and against those pesky Falcons we just talked about. It's in Cincinnati, back home. They have they've been on the road a lot here lately. Bengals six and a half at home. That's a pretty big spread. Uh, how you feeling about them, Bigs? I love them to win, but not to cover. Last week, I picked the Niners to cover, and I felt really good about it. And after the game, I thought to myself, the previous week, we sat and talked about how we love the Falcons as that scrappy cover team this year. Went against it. I think the Bengals win at home, but not not by a touchdown. Mr. Brown? So, Mariota, you know, he's a big-time draft pick coming out of Oregon. And then he goes to the Raiders, and he's a backup. Coming in as a gimmick-type player, you know. Yep. Now he's back getting a second chance as a prize, like, star. And now he's getting to prove people, can he do it? And he's pulled off some upsets, and he's a hard player to game plan against. So I feel like the Falcons definitely cover, and if they pulled off a close one on one, it wouldn't surprise me. 
I, I uh, think Cincinnati wins this one at home. I feel like last week's game showing they're starting to move in the right direction. We saw a nice hookup between Burrow and Chase. You got to love to see that if you're a Bengals fan. Especially in Louisiana. But it's a big spread, man. And Cincinnati, other than the Jets, the games they've won have all been pretty close. The games they've lost have all been pretty close. They've been playing close games. The Falcons have been playing close games. How Vegas comes up with a six-and-a-half-point spread is beyond me. I think it should have been like four. Uh, so I, I got the Falcons covering, but the Bengals will win this game at home. Uh, so we're across the board there. Where's the money coming in on this game? It's uh, 66% on the Falcons. Mm, so, hey, we're, we're falling in line there. All right, moving on to the next game. The Lions back <laughs> against the Cowboys. This is like your Thanksgiving nightmare before Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Dallas at home, seven-point favorite against the Lions. The Lions looked really bad the last game before their – bye. They played Patriots, lost 29 and nothing. I think they're going to come out off the bye week and cover. I don't think they'll win outright. Dallas wins with Dak back, but that 29 nothing has been more of a outlier for them under Dan Campbell. Typically, they're just like we're talking about the Falcons. They fight. They're a good team to they're take for cover. They got moxie. And Dak is definitely back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Dallas uh, rallies around Dak and proves us all wrong, and that Dallas actually covers this one. Mm. So I, I know the Lions have been banged up, and they're going to be healthy in this game. They're offensive line specific, which, my God, they're going to need it for that Dallas pass rush. Yep. Uh, that being said, like, I'm the opposite of what Mr. Brown just said. Like, Dak's coming back. Unless they try to play the same way they've been playing, I think it's a recipe for disaster. They're going to be a little off. Uh, Dak's got to get his rhythm in. I think the Cowboys probably win this game, but I think they got much of a chance to lose it. And I think the fact the spread seven, like Dak hasn't been playing, he's going to come back and just light the world on fire. I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be an ugly game, and I think people are going to be still murmuring about oh, we got Cooper Rush in there, and, and that's not true. I think Dak's the long-term answer. Don't put words in my mouth, but I got the uh, the Lions uh, covering this game. So, and just so we're clear, I just changed this answer right before I made my pick. I had Lions, mm. but I've got ground to make up. Okay, so that's why you're doing it. Uh, I think it could happen. All right, so you're the lone wolf, bro. Back Mountain. <laughs> What's the? Where's the money coming at in on this game? Jake Gyllenhaal's back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's on the line. It's fifty-eight percent. Fifty-eight percent on the Lions. All right, the Colts. I hate the Colts. I just want to say that. I hate everything about them. Uh, Some of y'all had them in the power rankings a lot higher than I would ever consider having the Colts. Um, Matt Ryan has been thrown for a lot of yards, but he's also been thrown for a lot of interceptions. Uh, This is a divisional game against the Titans. It's in Tennessee. Did you hear? They're going to build a new stadium because Nashville needs a Super Bowl. Yes, and it's going to be a dome stadium, although it should be a retractable roof. You know, the thing with new stadiums now is if you don't put a dome on them, you can't get other events. And if they're a football stadium, you get eight home dates. they got to be domes. you, you got to have the Super Bowl in Nashville, baby. I, I would love that. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Titans at home, two and a half points. Who you got? I'm going to roll with the Titans to cover at home coming off the bye week because it's a field goal game. I feel like this is an easy one. Tit- uh, Titans at least win by three. Yeah, I, again, they, they had the early bye week. If you can't get right this early after the bye week and come out and beat the hapless Colts, then I can't help you. Uh, so we're across the board on the Titans there. Two and a half is a low number for a home team. Uh, this game is quite difficult to pick for me, uh, but you got the Green Bay Packers on the road to Washington. The Packers are a five-point road favorite. 
Who is starting for the commies? Is it Taylor Heineke now? Uh, I believe so. I know it's not Wentz. Yep. Uh, so that was my uh, that that's my whole decision making process on this game. So here's what I'm going to do. Earlier we talked about the Packers game and how they weren't riding Jones who they gave all that money and Dylan. I think they're going to wake up, come into this game, force feed the ball to those guys, and win by a touchdown. I'm taking the Packers to cover. I mean, I think the Packers need to fire their head coach right now <laughs> for not even putting those in the game plan. I mean, but. They can't keep going down this road. I mean, you think they at least got to beat the bad teams. Uh, this was Aaron Rodgers by himself. But I think they come back and they win this game by a touchdown. Um, but I still have that faith in them. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saying Packers cover. I'm with you on a Packers cover. I think this is like a 27-17 type game. Yeah. Uh, you know, just – how Washington even scores 17, I'll be surprised. But, you know, maybe there's some magic left in the Heineke. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, so we're Packers across the board. Let's go to another game. I think this is another incredibly difficult game to, to pick. The Panthers at home, who I guess they're playing an XFL quarterback again this week with P.J. Walker. Yes. Uh, I mean, the Bucks. They, they we just talked about them and how tumultuous that is. But the Bucks are getting 11 points in this game. So this game's tough to pick. Like, I would bet my left nut that the Bucs win this game. The only reason I'm taking them for the cover is because the Panthers in back-to-back weeks have made the Rams look good. They made the Cardinals look good before that. And uh, typically, Brady, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Bad game, then comes back with a great game. Now, the Panthers almost covered last week. You know, almost backdoored I, I was, it. I was, they almost backdoored it. McCaffrey had that big play down yeah. the sideline, and then they just ran out of steam. So, But you're taking the Bucs. Yes. I mean, the Bucks win, but 11 points is a it's lot. Big, it's a lot at home for a bad team. So, to me, I got to pick the Panthers just on the law of averages here. It's a 1 o'clock game at 145. I'll be regretting it. All right. I, I've already keyed my pick in here, but I just want to ask, where's the uh, smart money coming in? The smart money is on the Bucks. On the Bucks. I, I, I must have smart money because I also have the Bucks here. It's uh, close, though. It's, it's a, such, a, such a big spread. I don't like it. I wouldn't pick this game if I had the choice of not picking it so uh you're a lone wolf again mr brown Meow. that's the confidence level right there yeah i gotta make up ground though all right right, let's keep it with the cats we'll go to the jaguars at home against the the stunningly surprisingly solid new york football giants but the jags uh, correct me if i'm wrong three-point favorite at home here three-point favorite at home Mm, did Urban Meyer get hired by the Giants coaching staff? Uh, he's a consultant. Oh, maybe that's explaining it all. Uh, who you got in this game? Uh, everybody's pick here should be the Giants, but Vegas having the 5-1 and one Giants as a three-point dog on the road knows something I don't, and I love the fight I see out of the Jaguars. I'm going to take them to cover this. Mm, yeah, it's 80% coming in on the Giants yes. right now. There's something fishy going on here. <laughs> I've got to pick the Giants, man. I just I think they win the game. It's hard, like, and I should be because I keep going against. But you're right. Like, what what do they know? Yeah. Yeah. What what do we not know? Is Saquon Barkley dead? I don't know. I mean, is Eli Manning starting in this game? Like, what's happening? Uh, no, it's not Eli Manning. Who is he? Chad? uh, What's his face? (laughs) He's trying out for Penn State. Oh. They got that guy playing. Oh, yeah, from the the (laughs) Chad Powers. Yeah, whatever it is. (laughs) Going back in time. Uh, yeah, I'm also with the Giants here. I, I don't. I, you're, that scares me that there's so much money coming in here. But I, like when we were putting these picks up, 
Like, I had to double check, like, are you sure the Jags are favored in this game? Like, I, and we always say they give three points at home, so maybe they think they're just even. Yeah. Maybe maybe Vegas feels the way about the Giants that we do, and this is just the spread matriculating that out because yep. they are at home. So, I don't know. You're the lone wolf anyway because you're, you're afraid to go with the uh, status quo here. That was uh, a more ferocious kitty cat. I love it. Um, I think this is another interesting game. The Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens are six and a half point favorite at home. The Ravens really been letting me down on covers this year. Typically, these divisional games, especially in the AFC North, are tight games. But after watching the Browns play last week with uh, Brissett at quarterback and the Ravens blowing the lead last week. Now, that's the third time this year they've blown two 17-point leads and a 10-point lead. John Harbaugh is a great coach. I think they get it right this week, and they win by two touchdowns. I haven't hardly picked the Ravens at all this year, and I don't know. I just I don't know why. I just, just not I'm, feeling them. No, but I am this week. Those are, but those have been your bright spots. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am going with the Ravens this week. I just don't. I feel like Cleveland's definitely uh, played above their means so far early on. I think they're worse than what they've showed us. So I feel like they're going to start falling back to earth. Mm. So I I look at this game as the the Ravens are, um, you know, uh, they seem to get up in games, but their defense can't stop anything long term. They might have some good drives, but they're going to give up some plays. It's typically in the pass game. uh, Which, you know, Cleveland's not great at. But man, when they got the ball running, I I don't see uh, Baltimore winning this game by that much. It's a divisional game. They typically play close. Uh, I think Baltimore wins by like three or four. I don't think they win by a touchdown. So I'm going to loan Wolf, and I can't believe I'm taking the Browns. I am not confident about this. Where's the money coming in? The old man's proud of you because the old because the money is coming in on the Ravens, 57. percent All right, so it's not that bad. I, I don't need I need some help here. What is a loan? When's the last time we got a loan wolf on the Browns? Dog pound, man. Dog pound. You're an elf. But I, I was, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to think. Does a Keebler elf have a jingle or whatever? I just, I'll just give you the woo woo massage parlor. There we go. <laughs> or I'm sorry, in home masseuse. That's what I mean. Wax buttholes. <laughs> Bleach it, baby. Um, all right, let's go out to Mount High. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I, I'm going out of order here. I'm not picking the Broncos at all on anything. I'm enjoying watching Let's Ride all way to hell. Like, it's just terrible, the Broncos. Like, I need Russell Wilson memes in my life. Like, I need oxygen. I need it the, the rest of the year. I need Subway commercials. I need him on the quarter pony outside of Kmart. I need him on the horse doing a backflip and landing on top of him. I just need... I don't know why. I always like Russ, but this has been too much fun. Uh, so the Broncos are hosting the Jets in Mile High. The Broncos are favored by half a point. Yeah, so basically it's a pick them, and I'm right there with you. I just can't take uh, the Broncos. They did, they burned me. They look horrible. And by picking the Jets, I can reverse jinx psychology, make them lose because they're a game ahead of us. So I'm taking the Jets. I said last week I'm never picking the Broncos again <laughs> the rest of the year, and I'm doubling down on that. I think the Jets have something cooking here. I like what their head coach is doing. Um, their new running back, was it Brees Hall? Yep. Uh, they're doing a good thing. So I like the Jets. They're going to win this game. Denver, hide your moms. We just picked the Jets across the board. I think it's is the first that, time, is that the first time ever? Picks. Holy first crap. Time ever. All right, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. First class ticket. Let's ride straight to hell, Russ. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> On the inner circle is the midget eating bacon, cussing, and drinking. He's going down there. <laughs> Let's rock. <laughs> All 
All right, Mr. Brown, you're uh, Oakland or er, L.A. Er, Vegas Raiders are uh, yeah. at home. So I'll start on this one. So against the Fighting Necks, and, uh, uh, the Texans are a six and a half point dog. So like, let me say that if the Raiders won this game by six points, I'd be tickled to death. You just want to win, right? I want to win. And the Raiders don't blow anyone out. They just don't. They play everybody close. They play to their talent. Like they'll lose to the Chiefs by one, and then they'll turn around and you know beat a dog shit team by two. I mean, that's just how they play. So. I'm picking the Texans to cover. So here's I have no faith in the Raiders. Here's what I'm going to do, and I already regret doing this, but I'm going to give the benefit <laughs> of the doubt to coming off a bye week and a few things cleaned up, and I'm going to say that your offense comes out and hums in this game. Texans can't hang with you. You win 27-20. I'll take the Raiders to cover. I, I mean, I just I, I don't like anything about the Texans. They're always good for that one game every three weeks where they just magically show up. Uh, but again, Raiders coming off a bye week. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to quit on McDaniel and they just want him gone. And, and maybe that's part of the process. I, I just don't see the uh, – I see the Raiders winning by like 10 here. So, I, I'm taking the Raiders. So, uh, that's uh, second da- or Texas team. You're a lone wolf on this. Yeah, it's 52% on the Texans. So, yeah, it's close. It, it, it doesn't surprise me. So, lone wolf is there, bud. What the hell does a Texan do? I don't know. <laughs> Jed, we struck oil. <laughs> I wish I knew the uh, Stars of Texas song. We can just sing that. We can just go deep in the heart of Texas. Something like that. All right. The um, L.A. Chargers, who should be in San Diego, are at home against the Seahawks, who are a five-point underdog. Chargers at home, you know, coming off a uh, big win against uh, Let's Ride. Uh, how do you like this one, Biggs? Uh, I love this one. It's easy for me to pick the Seahawks to cover this because I don't think that they'll win the game outright, but the Chargers have not been impressive as far as blowing anyone out, and this Seattle team is really fighting, and they're easy to root for. you got to admit, with Geno at quarterback, throwing the ball around, 70% completions, uh, I really like like the feel of that team. It's like Pete Carroll is – ageless or something. It's like he's reinventing himself. Yeah. He's only ageless if he's chewing the gum. If he's not chewing the gum, he'll look 20 years older. Oh, gotcha. It's just because his face is always moving. Oh, he's like that new commercial you see where they, you can shape your jaw, you just have to chew this certain thing. I don't know what that is, but I'll go with it. It's a Canadian commercial. Oh. So with each passing week and another Russ loss, I just love what Seattle does more and more. And I'm rooting, like I said, you said we're rooting for Gino. Um, I'm going with Seattle as well because that's just what I want to see happen. But I think it happens. I, I want Seattle to win this game, uh, but I just – I think it was smoke and mirrors uh, last game against the uh, Cardinals. All of a sudden their defense showed up. I just think the Cardinals, unless they're playing the Saints apparently, uh, they're not as good as people think they should be. Uh, the Seahawks all season long have struggled when it comes to defense and stopping people. The Chargers have a prolific passing offense. Uh, they should be getting uh, Keenan Allen, Allen back. back. Uh, I just I just like the the Chargers at home, even though there might be half the Seahawks fans there because that's typically how uh, LA games are. But uh, yeah, I just I gotta take the Chargers. They got no offensive line. That's why I think it's easier to take the Seahawks. I, I mean, I, I don't like this game. I'm just telling you who I'm taking. So yep. I'll give you a go Chargers, go the uh, Chiefs. San Francisco Niners at home, two and a half point dogs to the Chiefs. 
This one, to me, if I knew, if we were picking Sunday morning and I knew San Francisco's entire, you know, their starters were healthy like we were talking about earlier, I would be hammering them to cover this. I don't know that any of those 11 are going to play and the Chiefs are coming off a loss. They're going to come out and Mahomes plays well. I think it's an easy cover for the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't even care who's playing for the Niners. Chiefs are covering. Yeah, they're not losing two games in a row, but to everything Biggie said, like, there's too many question marks on the Niners. And after, like, so the Niners lost last week. We don't feel like they're going to bounce back against the Chiefs after, or were they looking ahead to the Chiefs maybe? I don't know. Uh, I don't think it matters, though. Chiefs, Chiefs roll in this game, I think, fairly easy. So we're across the board on the Chiefs. Where's the money at on that game? 77% on KC. All right, so we're in line there. Uh, this is a big spread. Uh, Tua is going to be returning to the Miami Dolphins, where they are at home hosting the hapless Steelers. However, the Steelers looked like they had a spark of life last week. The Dolphins, though, are a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite. I'm going to take the Steelers to cover, and there's two things I like about this. Like you just said, Steelers had a spark of life last week. I saw a video of like them coming off the field afterwards. They were pumped like they just won a playoff game. Like, hey, our season's not over. And the other thing, they're playing at 8 o'clock. You know, we keep hearing about how the road team, 1 o'clock, they're in the sun. That's all going to be out of this. I I think that the Dolphins win, but they don't cover 7.5. Mm. Is Tua back? He is. Tua's back. Mm. Mm. His hands look like he's teaching Happy Gilmore how to fuck. <laughs> you want to you go next? Yeah, I mean, I, I got the Steelers covering this game. Uh, I think the Dolphins will probably win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win. I think this is a huge spread. Tua had said that he was knocked out in that game against Cincinnati, that he doesn't remember anything except for the ambulance ride, and then when he got to the hospital, didn't remember what happened on the field. Didn't remember throw up West-West y'all or gang signs or any yeah. of that. Uh, and he already said that he's going to start modifying his style of play to prevent injuries, which that wasn't his style of play while he got injured. All he that being got ragdolled. How do you modify right. that? So all that being said, man, it's in his head. He's not going to come back and be on fire. He's got a feeling out process to get back up to speed. Hell, he might still be concussed for all we know. We know how this protocol goes. It ain't worth shit. So uh, all that, too many question marks of the Dolphins. Uh, although I love them to win this game. That's just a big spread. <sighs> I still have to make up some ground, okay? So I'm gonna go with Tua coming back and performing miracles. Tua to Tyreek, baby. So you're not believing in this. You just got to do something different. Nah, I, I, you're correct. Okay, that's fair enough. So, uh, all right, Flipper. Where's <laughs> 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 Ace Ventura when you need him? <laughs> Turn his ass into tuna while we got a chance. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last last game, Biggie. Your Patriots at home on Monday night. They're playing the hapless Bears. Man, I don't know. I think the Bears are giving the Panthers a run for their money. For the worst team in the league. You I got agree. it. And the Patriots are eight and a half point home favorite. Hammer that all day. Bet your mortgage, your house payment, your second kid. Bailey Zappy, baby. You know what's great about the last couple weeks, other than the fact they play bad teams and are playing another bad one on Monday? Zappy plays within the system. That's why the offense so, is Phil Mitt, where did he come from? Western Kentucky. Yep. Fourth round pick, rookie last year at Western Kentucky. Where he threw for like 500 yards. He's a rookie game. this year. Six, yeah, 6,000 yards Six. and 62 touchdowns last year at Western Six Kentucky. Thousand. So who's got the better long-term perspective here? Uh, they still, or Mac Jones? They still say well, it's Mac, but yeah. I'm not so well, sure. Well, there's, there's uh, Mac's camp and the Patriots camp are completely sideways right now. They had a disagreement on how he should rehab his injury. And then also, 
Uh, Belichick won't say that Mac Jones is a starter when he's asked repeatedly, and the reason being, the thing I loved about Mac last year, he was going to play within your system. He was smart and talented. Like he, he made one like, Pro Bowl and everything went through his uh, head. This, this year, he threw more interceptions in three games than he did in six oh. last year. So, close. it's one Man. of those deals where close. I think they're trying to send him a message. If you do what we tell you to, we can win football games. Yeah, Tom Brady wasn't acting like this when he was your age, you punk. Oh, yeah, and I, they pounded the run so much last week with Stevenson. Uh, I think the Patriots cover this easy. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The Bears just suck, right? Like, yeah. like they, dude, they lost to the commies last week. <laughs> like, like the, uh, the 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 Belichick and, and Patriots defense always plays well against those mobile running quarterbacks. Yeah. And I don't even know if Justin Fields qualifies as that. They're so bad. So, all right, we're Patriots across the board, and that concludes the Week Six, or I'm sorry, Week Seven NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And Mr. Brown, he's playing with fire. He's trying to go the other way just to make up ground. So he's either going to have a great week or we're all going to have a great week and he's just going to be left and last. But uh, we're going to take a break and enjoy the rest of this baseball game. But we got a little bit more NFL tidbit stuff we want to talk about because some of the owners, are uh, they're not happy with each other. We'll talk about that next. All right, man, another show almost in the books, but I wanted to come back and talk about one thing we started to talk about last week and due to some technical difficulties, we're just going to have that conversation again here because it was just too much damn fun. And uh, it has to do with the uh, Washington emails, the commies, the Redskins, the commanders, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, but uh, there was a bunch of news that came out last week about the uh, NFL owners may or may not be wanting to really make a push to get Snyder out. And then Snyder said... If I'm getting pushed out, I'm taking all y'all with me. And he said he's got dirt on everybody. Oh, am I missing anything else? Hired private investigators and says that specifically Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell he has a ton on. Yeah, which is funny because there is a vote uh, this week to see if they wanted to extend Goodell's contract. And Jerry Jones is the only guy who dissented in that vote. It was 31 to 1. Ah. So uh, none of this makes sense. Dan Snyder sent some uh, personal letters to some owners. Did you see that? Where he, he just denied everything. I uh, said, we're, you can talk to us anytime about any of this stuff. I would never hire a private investigator. Uh, but there's like people in the organization saying this is all true. Well, you know why it got out there? Daniel Snyder wanted it to get out there. Someone else leaks it. And then now he sees how everyone reacts to it. Why does I, he, I think it's 100% true. Why does he want it out there? Because if he thinks the other owners know that he has dirt on him that can hurt him. And they have to go to a vote of, what, a two-thirds. So 24 people would have to vote him out. Well, to call that vote, you'd have to first know you have the 24 votes. So he thinks that vote will never get called if he does this. Mm. Because if you've got enough dirt on six, eight owners, they are not going to even go to call for the vote. Well, six, eight owners, then you don't get voted out even if they do call for it. I mean, what kind of dirt do you have on owners, though? Like, just use your imagination. Mistresses, uh, tax evasion. Like, if you're Bob Kraft, do you care? No. You're like, everybody knows my dirty laundry. Yeah. No, you don't, you don't know that, though. It could be, like, way worse. <laughs> could it? I mean, it could. Are they down at, uh, you know, Epstein Island or something? They could be. Is that oh, what's happening? Oh, true. Maybe, uh, he got Giselle, Maxine, or whatever to give him the list. And that's what he's got. <laughs> and they're all in it. <laughs> got it all. Uh, everybody but the Packers is safe. Uh, Maybe yeah. Bob Kraft is the reason for the, the, the Brady Packers divorce. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those kisses on the lips became too much. Yeah. Like, this is insane. Like, you have this. It's like every league has been through this, right? Like, in the NBA, we had the Donald Sterling stuff. You had the things with Phoenix. Do we have one in baseball? March shot years March ago. March shot years ago. Um, but now here we are in the NFL. We're, we're trying to, to force an owner out. And it's not going to happen, right? Like, Jerry Jones could hate Dan Snyder and will not let it happen because he knows if it can happen to somebody, it could happen to him, and they don't want to cross that bridge. Well, here's what uh, Mark Cuban said when they pushed out the Clippers owner. He said, I don't want this to set a precedent. That's why I'm not in favor of what we're doing here because now you can determine later what factors – can include you or disclude you from the club. And it's not anything that was in our original bylaws, anything that we agreed to when we purchased a team. So he thought that what uh, had been done was wrong, but I don't want to set a precedent. We can just remove you if we don't like you. And that's kind of what Jerry Jones is doing. It's the same thing with Stephen Ross down in Miami. They found nothing against him as far as the tampering allegations right, and all right, that. Right, right, right. But somehow they still they find still, him. They still punished him just because, yeah. you know, we got to do something. You know, I no, you don't. I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, is this what we're coming to? Like, eventually, are they going to put pressure on the Broncos' ownership to sell because Walmart raised prices on groceries too much yeah. and because the Walton family owns them, we don't like them? Like, is well, that what I, I, it's, it's too much. Wasn't Jimmy Haslam in a ton of trouble with the Browns for all his flying Jays and stuff like that, too? I I don't remember. He did something weird. They, yeah. they like they had some issues with government and how much taxes they were going to pay or something. The flying so, Jays and BJs yeah. and all kinds yeah. of Jays. Yeah. Well, <laughs> The guy that bought the uh, Panthers, David Tepper, came from Pittsburgh. He's one of those really rich uh, tech guys. Yeah. Well, he replaced Jerry Richardson, who led a you know aggressive sexual culture reign. <laughs> Maybe he found out that there's like 15 other teams in the league that are doing the same thing he is. Well, there we go. I forgot about Richardson getting kind of shoved out of Carolina. Yep. So, yeah, maybe this is the new uh, thing. What, what was uh, Mr. Brown, you mentioned earlier, I can't remember exactly. What, Jim Ursay came out and he said something. Yeah, he came out, uh, I think it was today, he said, I'm all about taking down Snyder, just openly. (laughs) Well, Jim Jim Ursay would be the one who would say that because he's the son. His dad owned the Colts when they were in Baltimore, so he was born into this. He's also still in the league as an owner who was so messed up in the back of his own vehicle, he didn't know which street he lived on. So so I wonder if Ursay just thinks that – I must be one of the ones he's got dirt on because clearly I have a big ass. Or do you think he's just calling his bluff? I think it's I think it's both. I think he's probably like they already know my dirt. He he thinks he might have more no. And plus, you know, screw him. We don't we don't care about him anymore. Like Snyder's done nothing good. The the Washington franchise was valued as one of the most expensive franchises in the world. And the tradition was amazing. And, and now, now they're laughing. They're a stuff. joke of it's the NFL. A, they're a joke. They're a damn joke. And their 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 stadium is an issue now too, right? Yeah. They want to build a new stadium and they I can't remember they what it is. They can't get all the sponsorships for yeah, it. Yeah, they can't get the funding because of him, yep. right? I, I don't know what the rules are there. And that's the only reason the other owners would be willing to push him out. Don't go against our money. The bottom line is the bottom line. And when you get it's just like when a famous athlete has a mistake and then he has to apologize. He doesn't do it until he starts losing sponsorships. Same thing here with uh, Daniel Snyder. They want to build a new stadium upgrade. All of a sudden, not as many people are willing to put money into it because they're attaching themselves to your name. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of uh, that exact thing, we, we talk about the the future of the the sport, the league. Uh, you, had a, you had a vote 
on extending Roger Goodell's contract. And 31 owners voted to extend, and one owner voted not to. Do you know what owner voted against extending Goodell? Uh, Daniel Snyder's wife. You would think it would be, right? (laughs) It's actually good old Jerry Jones. And uh, Jerry Jones cited the reason why is because he believes that Goodell's salary should be completely tied to performance, and he wants to treat it like a business, which I don't think he's necessarily wrong, where like we need to see increase in revenue and numbers, and if he's guiding us through all that, then he should be rewarded. But if not, let's you know we don't want to pay him for something if he's just keeping the status quo. Yeah. Um, but honestly, Goodell, love him or hate him, he's actually done a fairly good job yeah. for the league, especially given the, the pandemic and all that stuff. They played games. They made money. So uh, what's your thoughts on uh, Jerry Jones being the lone dissenter here? I think that there's uh, he found a loophole to say he was doing it for a reason other than all this stuff just came out with him being named as I got dirt on you. I guess. He's, he's showing Daniel Snyder, hey, I'll fall in line. <laughs> he didn't fall in line. He, Dan Snyder could have voted him out. But uh, I will say this. If you look at Goodell, he's been the perfect face of the league for the last five, six years with all the scandals and COVID. He is excellent at doing like the state of the NFL. He'll talk for 35 minutes and he never answers the question. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> and we'll still boo his ass on the NFL yes. drafts. And he uh, eats you, it up. Come give me a hug yeah. after you boo me. He's like he he ought to be just a heel wrestler at this point. That's where he's at. COVID draft with him like Mr. Rogers down oh, there. Yeah. Ah, that was worth it. Uh that and Belichick's dog drafting. Uh, yes. but uh the You the, know what I I mean Everyone hates uh, Goodell and Manfred gets shit too, but I hate Adam Silver worse than all of them. That smug little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back David Stern. Yeah. Uh, tell real, me he's frozen somewhere. Yeah. Can we unthaw him? Uh, with Ted Williams' head. Yes. But, uh, I got to say this before we wrap up. The, uh, the other thing that came out of the owner's vote with Goodell was uh, apparently Bob Kraft and Jerry Jones got into a quote-unquote heated uh, conversation. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what Jerry Jones said because Kraft gave him some shit about voting as the dissenter. And Jerry Jones is like being held back. He's like, don't fuck with me, Kraft. Don't fuck with me. I'll get you. And that that was the end of it. And uh, man, like these are billionaires going at it like this. Like it's the schoolyard and you took my lunch money. This is fantastic. And This is a better script than WWE right now. It is. I mean, this is phenomenal. Where's Mills Lane when you need him? So yeah, let's have a celebrity (laughs) death match. Let's get it all. So who wins in a fight, Bob Kraft or Jerry Jones? Bob Kraft because he's not afraid to play dirty. I, I like that. Jerry Jones probably ain't afraid to play dirty either, but uh, I don't know. Who wins in a fight, Mr. Brown? I'm going Jerry Jones. All right, how does how does the fight play out? He It's the nut twister, mm. and he won't let go. He just doesn't let go. Jerry Jones is a former like a, like Arkansas a, Razorback from the 60s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. He, Don't let him get you from behind. He won the battle against Jimmy Johnson, and that was his guy. They went to they went to Arkansas together. He brings him in, and he's an afterthought when it comes to coaching in the NFL now. Uh, so uh, I think he, he has his way with Bob Kraft. But I think it goes the distance. I think it might go to a judge's scorecard. It's going the distance. <laughs> it's not going for speed. No, it's, it's going to be really old people fighting uh, with the walkers uh, and uh, – you know what? They'll probably all get a happy ending when it's all said and done, though. And oh, yeah. uh, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder will be there uh, to get the dirt on all of it. But uh, anyway, I wish I was uh, at the owners' meeting. That sounds like a good time. 
But uh, I, that's it, man. I think we're done with the show. We'll enjoy the rest of the uh, ALCS here as it's a 3-2 ninth inning game right now between the Yanks and the Strohs. You excited? I am. See, if your superpower was invisibility, you could have been in that room. Yeah, but it's not. And uh, I would I would have better superpowers. And we'll talk about that in another show. I, okay. I wouldn't go with invisibility. But that has been another episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for letting us invade your ears. We will be back next week. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on all platforms. And above everything else, have a wonderful, wonderful sports weekend. Watch some football. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.